a Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. Online. You ready to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. I know. Welcome to our super professional show, Derek. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hey Derek. It's Derek, an this, honor. Is, this is uh, this is Jeremy White. He is actually Montreal's number one on-air personality. He's won twenty-six rating books in a row. Oh, and that's Mitch Lafon, our favorite bald podcaster. There he is. True. Mitch, Derek. Mitch, we've had a couple of chats before. Yes, we have with Vernon Reed of all people. Yeah. Yes, and uh, as I was telling. Um, Jeremy, we have to have Derek on because A, he is the uh, coolest person you'll ever meet, and B, he's a kick-ass guitarist who's going to be the voice of the next generation. So, you have yeah. to. That's it. You have to. <laughs> and uh, plus, plus, this is very important, uh, Derek has done a Britney Spears cover concert where he did like four or five songs, and he <laughs> loves Van Halen. So, I mean, he, he could be my boyfriend at this point. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> Right, because he he likes he likes uh, Brittany and Van Halen too. Yeah. So uh, Jeremy, uh, even though this is partly our introduction, uh, hit it off. <laughs> Look, we've, we've already got it going. Uh, the currently on the stadium tour, performing alongside Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts. Poison up there. Uh, Going to be hitting Toronto at the Rogers Center later in August. Tickets are on sale now. Ticketmaster.ca. The brand new record. Welcome to the show. Available now. Available now wherever you get your music. Absolutely thrilled to have on the show, Mr. Derek Day from Classless Act. How you doing? What is up? There he is. Oh, man. First of all, you got a cool strat on your lap. Uh, I want to see this. What's happening there? What's going on? So we got a Sustainiac. We got a Kill Switch. Uh, What's going on? What's up with this guitar? That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, it's just a Fender Strat. Um, I just broke a string right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. um, But no, yeah, it's just like uh, her name is Milkshake. And um, yeah, sustainer, kill switch, couple of, I put these like Firebird or what do you call it? Thunderbird, uh, uh, Stratton, I don't know, these new nuts there. Oh yeah, they look like locking tuners or something. Yeah, yeah, they kind of like that. And um, I don't know. And then this cool, it's a Vega Tram Whammy Bar. It goes up like a two two whole steps. Oh wow. And down two whole steps. And I wonder why you're breaking strings. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just chaotic, and I love that. It's it, you know, it'd be kind of cool. I, I've been saying for years. I wish Steinberg would come back with like the trance tram, so you could like transpose like Ed did on Summer Nights. Yeah, yeah. Oh, these are Steinberg. Uh, you know, what do you call them? The tuners, yeah. Locking. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's got like the locking tuner kind of thing going. But so why why put the sustainiac in there? I mean, like, do you, is it necessary? <laughs> Not necessarily, no, but, like, it's just fun. Like, you could create some weird bird noises with it. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing, I mean, like, you if you get the chance to see any Phil Collins guitars, like, on the tour, like, it, they're full of the sustainers. So, you know, you guys should have, like, oh, a sustainer wow. battle. Yeah. Oh, my God. So just, it's just one, long-winded notes <laughs> yep. for the whole concert. Until oh. your 9-volt dies out and then you're screwed, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like... 
five minutes. It always, they never last. I no, don't know. No, they really don't. Mitch is totally just like, uh, like unplugged right now. I He's love like, all the gear talk. I'm just waiting for us to start speaking English. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Uh, but all right, Derek, let me just quickly ask you when we first spoke a couple of years ago or a year ago, you were with Vernon Reed and you were doing your own music, your own solo album. It sounds great. You're, you're at Nam. you're slamming. Uh, talk to me about joining Classless Act and no longer being Derek Day solo artist. Or are you still Derek Day solo artist who's also a Classless Act guy? Mm. Well, you know, I, I always, like, I brought this on tour. And, like, right. I'm always writing and I'm always writing riffs and playing and making sure I'm, my chops are good. And uh, um, But, like, really, I really put all my attention to Classless and I wanted to have this band that was just rock and roll. I feel like the earth needed this freaking rock and roll band because I was writing stuff like, you know, a little closer to like, uh, like kind of Pink Floyd kind of stuff and like right. progressive foggy yeah. kind of things. And, but like the, I don't know what, what I've been. You were writing to. boring rock is what you're saying. Yeah, a little bit. There's a little touch. I mean, you know. Hey, I, lo I love my Genesis and my Prague. Come on. Yeah, of course. No, and I love that. And we put that into our rock and roll too, you know? Um, I met these guys and everyone was doing their own thing and I was just fans of them and they were fans of me and we just started a rock band and like it's like let's be raw and like raw emotion like eat like in your face lyrics screaming and rock and roll but also do our fun like our passion project kind of things and put it in there sneak it in the album so yeah. we won't get in trouble and yeah. um and uh but no and really it's just like that we in my head, I picture us as, you know, the Power Ranger robot that comes together? <laughs> yes. Like Megazorb. And, like, <laughs> this is the only way we could defeat the giant space aliens is, like, by forming these this five-person thing that plays straight ahead in, <laughs> yeah. like, punch-in-the-face rockets launching kind of music. Yeah. Superhero rock. Oh, yes! That. Superhero rock! <laughs> well, well, speaking of superheroes, you're managed by Alan Kovac, or at least you're on his record company, Better Noise. Mm -hmm. um he of course takes care of motley crew and has taken care of motley is he in there telling you what to do and how to you know is he is he recreating another act or did he just sign you and say do what you do i'll be here when you need me that second one he's That's really second. and okay. it's really lovely but he does offer his like a brilliant advice every now and then he just like throws it in there but it's from a distance and it's like if we send him a song that we want before we release the album we're like sending him demos and right. he would just like kind of maybe give us two cents on oh, a song out of 10 demos like well maybe that one can be hookier make it hookier or whatever yeah. okay and, you know and we appreciate that because he's like a he's a badass so right. <laughs> yeah you sort of got to listen to him i think he knows what he's doing after what 45 years you know? yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah this whole label lets us really be free and like lets us kind of write stuff but within parameters like again we want we have a mission we don't want to like trip out and avant-garde our way to nowhere you know? yeah 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 you, you want to be making music for stadiums and not for the bar right? yes yes <laughs> yes exactly oh uh, making music for the arenas not the rib fest smitch Oh yeah, no rib fest for 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 classes. What about uh, what about Vernon? Are you still working with Vernon? Is he still part of your team in a sense? Your your um, thing. He's super busy. He's like playing constantly, and I'm like, uh, and okay. so we like the last thing we did together was produce those few tracks last year and um, a couple years back, and uh, we released 
two of them, I think. And so it was just like, it was, that was just like a fun little project, but he's just like my brother. I love that guy. And like, as soon as we both have a, a window, we're just going to go right back into the studio. I hope, I hope, but I call him every now and then. And we talk about like nerdy things like space things and um, like power Rangers coming together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we like, we chat like, Hey, write that down. And then like, you know, we end up like writing little little songs somehow through our calls. That's yeah. really fun. Which is kind of cool to know that you guys are like bros, if anything, because, like, you know, worst case, the music is like, it's, it's kind of nice to be friends first and foremost. And if you make something creative out of it, I mean, it's even better. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. The, talking with him is just like, it's like listening to Jedi Master speak. It's like, I mean, it's not as, as important as talking to us, but it's still pretty good. Oh, so, pr- pr- oh, it's pretty of course, good. of course. I, that's ah. why I got all dressed up for this, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I did too. I put a Genesis shirt on that yeah. says Can't Dance. It's very exciting. Uh, just real quick, uh, you do, of course, cover everything musically. You don't seem to be a snob. You you did a whole sort of 20-minute concert of Britney Spears covers. You cover the Van Halen stuff. Uh, where does your heart really lie? Is it sort of anywhere? Or are you like a Van Halen fan that just thinks it's kind of cute to do Britney stuff? Like, where are you musically? I think kind of anywhere you know like i i hate the term guilty pleasure because yeah there's the only real guilty pleasure are like the things that you would be committed like in prison for like that's (laughs) that's in my opinion like that's guilt yeah Um, so like if you like things you like music like i love every whatever if it sounds cool i want to do it and like I love like hip hop and like pop and bubble gum and yeah. anything. You're like me. I love it all. I mean, like Mitch and I, we always describe it as this. There's two types of music, music I like and music I don't. And Yes. You know? Yes, exactly. You don't, you don't like to be sloppy. I'm, I'm the type of guy. Look, on the radio, I'm playing Britney, you know, oh, baby, baby. And then at home, I'm, I'm shouting, you know, oh, God, I'm running. Oh, you know, doing the Van Halen, doing the Britney, like. I love it all. I just went see Shania Twain two nights back to back in Vegas a couple of weeks ago, and then I was at the Scorpions the weekend before. I mean, I, I, it's it's just music oh, to me. It's music. It's great writing, especially guys that are like Desmond Child and like all these insane writers are involved with that, like Britney yeah. and Shania. It's like you listen to it, like Bach could have played this stuff, you know, yeah. or Beethoven stuff. Yeah, those songs that Mott wrote with Shania, I mean, like, they're just so iconic. You, you listen to dun, 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 dun. It's so simple, but it's so iconic, and you'll never be able to recreate that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Mott, the, the ACDC producer. Yeah, yeah. ACDC, Foreigner, Def Leppard, I mean. Just- Brian Adams, you name it. I mean, you know, Mott, he was married to Shania for, geez, like almost 20 years or something. And, and then, oh, they, yeah, they divorced in like the mid-2000s, but. Yeah, he co-wrote all that stuff. I mean, he went from writing Highway, uh, Back in Black to writing Man, I Feel Like a Woman. I mean, yeah, it's music, right? Yeah. Jeremy, I think, I think we have a new a new name for our show, uh, Guitars and Gossip. Yeah. It's going yeah. <laughs> to be the new name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you, uh, Derek, get to that level? Like, what, what's sort of the plan? Like, what do you got to do? I mean, ultimately, it has to, it comes down to songs. You have to have great songs. So, right. so what's, what's your plan in terms of moving moving to the next level well i mean we like this album we just released on friday it's burst out of 60 demos so we have a bunch of songs ready but a lot of it's like really left of center and really like almost disco and stuff so Mm. like love it um, i love it we really appreciate writing with other writers and like people like justin hawkins or keith nelson or vernon reed like we love writing with these people because they have all this badass information and like experience 
And um, but I mean, we're just going to tour and tour and tour like till the end of next year just to promote this album while con we're constantly writing. So but you're right, like we're heavily like we're addicted to beautiful melodies and yeah. listening to people like Britney and stuff and Shania. It's like, OK, that's not a, there's no wasted moves there. They got a, a chorus. And so like rest assured we and we love like we worship the Beatles and stuff. So it's like we got to make sure we got a chorus and a hook. And we're just constantly looking for that. Yeah. And you know what, Jim? Well, go ahead. I was just going to say, Jim Valance also said that apart from hooks and chorus, you need a song title because <laughs> yeah. if, the, if, it, if, it's, if it's the wrong title, people just don't remember it. Well, Mitch, remember we, we, spoke to, we spoke to Desmond Child and he said that yeah. 99% of the time when he goes into a session, they start with the song title. If the title has a really good hooky thing to it, and then we can write around that, you know? Yeah. Whoa, that's freaking cool! Yeah, like he'll go into a session with like a with a notepad of just really cool sounding titles, like "Dude Looks Like a Lady" or uh, you, you know, stuff like that. And then they'll no, or you give love a bad name, and then they'll they'll write a song around that a lot of the time. So hey, a, a title's half the battle. That's genius. We've done that, but completely unintentionally. Like yeah, the, the name of the band was Classless Act, and we wrote a song called like so, like it was. That is freaking awesome, though. We got to do that now. Yeah, start start write, writing down like no in your in your phone, just like random like song titles, like it's cold in here or like you know, yeah. like guitars I mean, just, and gossip. Oh my god, yeah, guitars yeah. and no, gossip. That's, that's, that's actually pretty great. <laughs> hey, I gotta ask you. I was reading some reviews, and and this review that I saw on uh, what KNAC, and I have it in front of me. It drives me crazy because it doesn't talk about the music right off the bat. The first thing it says is. I don't buy the backstory of classless act. Five strangers from it's just like eh, fuck off. Yeah, get to the music. Is the music good or bad? But what do you? What about your backstory? Do we buy the backstory? Did you really meet through TikTok and Twitter and, and Instagram, or is that some like cool PR slant? <laughs> no, it really is. It was totally like a modern day newspaper ad. We just like, but we did it individually. It's not this, uh, you know, test tube baby thing. It was super like. <laughs> Yeah. The rhythm guitar player found me through Facebook and I found the bassist found us through Instagram. And then we found the lead through TikTok. And and then like we found our drummer at a punk show, which is like the only real natural thing. But mm. like as soon as we like found each other, we like threw our phones away and we like we were just fans of each other. We liked each other's aesthetic, the, our playing style through videos. And we're like, this is amazing. Like, let's yeah. start a rock and roll band. And we did that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I mean, and you know what? Look, I guess it happened organically, right? Like you have to be able to hang with each other before you actually play with each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like being friends is a big part of it. Oh, absolutely. We went through a few members, actually. This was not like the initial, like we've had a few members and like we just amicably didn't feel the vibe. But then now mm. we found our five people that are just like, oh, that's like, that's my brother and my best friend. And yeah. Everything. Yeah, the hang goes a long way. What's it like playing on that giant stadium tour in front of those thousands and thousands of people every night? It, it must be a lot better than sitting at home making a, uh, you know, a virtual tour. <laughs> oh, God, a virtual tour. Don't you love those? Oh. <laughs> Get your tickets for nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. No, like we, I remember doing like when the pandemic happened, I was doing like every Thursday just in my living room, like it's live stream with D-Day. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm getting sick of it. But um, no, I mean, it's so amazing because it varies because we play so early. We're before Joan Jett and we're on at like 350. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So like the first night, it was actually yeah. They're still setting up the seats when they start playing. Oh man, yeah, we're playing for the you know the vendors. Yeah. Um, no, but people do get in there. Like we've got we get the scan um, uh, statistics, or I don't know what you the scanning numbers. Yeah, yeah. And like the first night was like eight thousand. The second night was like maybe five thousand people during our set. The third night we pushed it a little bit due to rain. It was twenty one thousand people wow. in this when we started our set. Damn. Boom. And so it's just like it's jumping around and like, but like just having that stage is super cool because I'm realizing I'm communicating with my band more now. And I'm like looking at my drummer and we're singing the lyrics to each other. I haven't done that before. Like not to yeah. this extent. You're having fun is what it sounds like. Absolutely. And we have in-ears too. It's like no more monitor issues. It's like yeah. we have to have in-ears because of the, the sound delays. Mm-hmm. So like I have the everything I need. Yeah, no slapback and no burnt monitors and some sound guy making like, oh, here's like the lead, only the lead guitar in your monitor. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's in my ears, saved for every show. I could just like talk to people, roll on the floor. It's amazing. And you hear it all, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Are you allowed to use the catwalk or is Motley Crue and Def Leppard said, no, no catwalk for you? Dude, okay. So I know I went to see the Stones and SoFi, and like I noticed there's like four openers for the Stones, and none of them were allowed to use the catwalk. In fact, <laughs> they like they like made it black, and it's a long catwalk. It's right. like to the back of the. the but, ego so I was ramp. worried about that, and no, Motley, they're everyone's just like use it, do whatever you want with it. Nice. And, yeah, I'm just I'm always on there, which is kind of amateur, I think, maybe. <laughs> so I'm just always like, I'm here. And no, man, you're the front man. You gotta be the wildest centric guy at the front of the stage, like getting people into it. That's your job, right? Yeah, I hope so. Cause if not, I'm in a weird Yo, you're getting pulled into a meeting next week. Listen, Derek, no more catwalk for you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, bring it back. I don't want to get kicked off. Yeah, yeah. But they do have like like it's like a functioning catwalk they bring to every show. There's like two separate, um, what do you call it? Like trap doors. They bring out like a piano, and the oh. other one brings out a drum set. Right. And like it's for Tommy and stuff. So it's like it's insane. Like I can't jump on it too hard. <laughs> All of a sudden, the toasters is gonna drop on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for real. So like I'm really scared. So yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show. Brand new record from Classless Act available now wherever you get your music. Catch them on the stadium tour all throughout the summer and into the fall. Uh, once the stadium tour wraps up, what's next for the band? You're going to be doing a headline tour of your own, doing clubs and stuff. Like, what's the plan? What's going forward? That's exactly it. No, we're going to headline tour. We're going to go just around the States one more time in like October mm-hmm. and just do clubs and whatever we can. And, um, and then... Uh, we're going to go out to Australia. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, well, but we're going did. to Australia. And we're not editing. <laughs> okay, cool. It's fine. Uh, we're, yeah, in the midst of that tour, we're going to go out abroad and come back and finish it for November. And yeah, we ha- we don't have the specific dates yet, but we're working on it now. We're just going to tour to the end of next year. We're just going to awesome. play this album for everybody. Well, just real quick, uh, J- J- Joe Elliott announced that the stadium tour is going to do Europe next year. Are you still going to be part of that package or are they just going to go do their own thing without you? I think... Oh, shoot. Am I allowed to say things? Okay, so maybe <laughs> you will be. So maybe in Europe. Maybe. Maybe. maybe yeah, maybe. no, absolutely. Keep it a surprise. Would... Surprise. Don't be surprised if you see us on that tour. That's, what, that's all I'll say. Okay, right. so we won't be surprised. Not official, but don't be surprised. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mitch, I love it. We now have a laminate wherever we go in Europe, and they're touring. They're touring. <laughs> well, what about Toronto in August? I mean, come on, Derek's got to hook us up for Toronto. That's true. Oh, yeah. absolutely, I will. Yeah. You yeah. guys are in Toronto? That's where you are? Well, I'm in Montreal. We're, we're both in Montreal, but you're not coming to Montreal, so we'll, we will we will yeah. make the date. We're going to drive over to Toronto for that gig. Absolutely. We're going to hang. Okay, cool. All right. Now you okay, say um, just but before you before you run off, uh, I, I, just, I just one question for Jeremy. Jeremy, did I not tell you he would be a fun interview? Was he not great? <laughs> was he not great? Come on. If I had to choose between him and Neil Sean yesterday, I, I think I'm going Derek Day. Honestly, <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> way more exciting, way more fun. <laughs> yeah, Derek except my guitar is way more out of tune. Yeah, than right. Neil. Hey, speaking of strings, what are you using? Are you going to Van Halen route nine to forty six? Are you playing heavier strings? I didn't know Eddie did nines. Yeah, nine cool. to forty six or forty two, depending on uh, on the on the guitar. I'm doing yeah, I'm doing nines to forty two, nine into forty two. Nice. Yeah, that I'm was a-, a tough guy. Like last year, I was like, oh, I'll do elevens, and I was like, no, that's not. Derek, <laughs> go grab one of Phil Collins' PC ones off the rack later, and yeah. he's playing thirteens. Your fingers will be broken. Oh my god! Yeah, but he's also I- using a steel pick. Yeah, yeah, he's using them. I use a metal pick on my nine to forty sixes. It sounds great, but he just—he's just a really heavy. Like, he's rough on, and his necks are like baseball bats, dude. If you haven't grabbed one of those PC ones, <laughs> like, go see John. His tech, feel a PC one, dude. It—it'll it, blow your mind. Oh jeez, yeah. I get that's great. It sounds great for rhythm things, but I don't want to do it. Dude, bending. he does full bends too. Full step oh, bends on thirteens. He's a oh. maniac. Yeah, but but have you seen his physique? The man is a monster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he, muscle, he's like Mitch. A Hulk. You, you don't understand guitars, no though. Shirt. You, you don't understand no guitars. It doesn't matter how ripped you are. Thirteens are—they're ridiculous. I know. <laughs> it's it's almost like a fiber optic cable running through your freaking guitar. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, I know. Uh, e Ray needed blow to play that <laughs> yeah he really did did you ever see that classic video of him breaking the string mid solo and he just like yeah oh man changing it like this and yeah then, oh, the dude is so a legend cool. yeah uh well i'll finish with this uh you seem very very excited about being in classless act and you seem very excited about doing this so it, it's it's great to see because uh building a solo career is tough and you're getting a lot of support with classless act so you know, good for you. Congratulations. It, yeah, it's it's absolutely. nice to see. Oh, thanks so much, guys. I mean, yeah, I'm so stoked because it's not just, you know, it's dumb music. It's like something we all really believe in. Yeah. And, right. like, um, and it's an r- authentic thing. And yeah, we're just having a blast. Like every day is a freaking Disneyland day for us. Yeah. It just seems like you're having so much fun. And honestly, it's nice to see somebody in a band that's not just like depressed and like angry at the world and just like having a good time. <laughs> Because that's so many guys we interview, and I'm like, this dude's the best. Like, he's just loving life. Yeah. Dude, we're here. We're live right now. I'm speaking to you guys, and you're in Canada, and I'm in, I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> uh, aren't you, like, outside of New York or something like that today? Or Philly. Uh, I am, uh, am I in Philly? I am in, no, now I'm in North Carolina. Oh, there okay. you go. Uh, give us a little a little taste of the guitar before we, we, we head off. Come on. Give us something uh, cool. There's no okay, so I just broke a string and it's a floating trim, so you you know That's Jeremy. Okay. Yeah, Everything the show must go on. It's like not in tune. <laughs> but yeah. I'll do a little bit of just like fun whammy bar. 
Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, you gotta love that. Yeah, yeah. Did you break your G string at least? Was it the G string? I did, but on the guitar, <laughs> I broke the E string. Oh shit! Yeah, that's that'll throw it all off. <laughs> you set me up. You set me up for that one. <laughs> all right, Derek. It was so great to meet you and chat. We'll see you in Toronto. This was awesome, Ed. That's so great. Thanks for having me. I had a blast, guys. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you, Derek. We'll see you on Twitter. Peace. See you later. Now back to the Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. As uh, featured on Van Halen News Desk. Yeah. Anyways, look, enough of this bullshit. Let's get right into this. Our next guest have their debut record. It's available now wherever you get your music. Not only that, you go to VanHalenStore.com to pick it up, but you can stream it, download it wherever you get your stuff. YouTube channel, absolutely brilliant. If you love that old school classic Van Halen kind of guitar tone, this record is absolutely for you. Uh, welcome to the show for the first time ever. On the skins, Josh Gallagher, and the one, the only, the mighty, Jacob DeRaps. Hello, boys. Welcome to the Hi. show. Thank you so much for having us on the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you you hit the ground here. running, as they say in Van Halen world. <laughs> good yeah, God. I, I'm, uh, all, I'm all hopped up. That's good. That's good. Let's, let's, let's do it. I'm hot like, for teacher. All right, I feel so like David Lee Roth today, man. <laughs> so let's talk about this new record. Uh, who wants to start and tell us uh, what are fans going to get? Because you're, you know, you're new to the scene. Uh, people have obviously seen the YouTube video, but what are they going to get in terms of new music? It's not just a Van Halen covers record, obviously. No, absolutely no. not. No, no, no. It's if if you listen to uh, obviously, there's a lot of influences in there, uh, and we're heavily influenced by Van Halen, of course. Um, but if you listen to the songs, I mean, there's there's a lot of songs on the record that uh, they have nothing to do with Van Halen, like songs like On My Mind and Make You Groove, where they're they're more uh, mm. influenced or, or a little bit more jazz uh, pop rock influence. Uh, there's there's, you know, just a lot of influences and it's it's a very uh, classic sounding record. You know, uh, it sounds like a 70s, 80s kind of record which is what we were going after uh a very raw and organic kind of sound which is something that we think is uh gone these days uh i think a lot of bands they have a generic kind of approach uh, to their their you know songs and and sound so we were going after something a little bit more classic and a little bit right. more organic. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even talk about the the recording approach to this. I mean, you and I, we've talked back and forth. I mean, like people don't necessarily know that we like chat off, off the air. Yeah, yeah, but right. like, <laughs> you know, we're kind of friendly. So it's like, you know, we, we talk about Van Halen tones and stuff. And, you know, like you're yeah. like the YouTube Van Halen guitar tone guy. I'm sort of like, you know, I put up a video and like the, I de facto become like a Van Halen guy just because like I play a Van Halen guitar. But it's like, yeah. talk a little bit about the recording process. I mean, you know, you're into the gear and you're into the amps and you're into the speakers and you yeah, know, you're, you're, you're into all that stuff. So does that influence your, your? Um, I mean, a lot of people say when they plug their guitar in, they hear a tone and that influences their playing. But in reality, that's right. you, you kind of have something to, you, you have to have something to say before you actually plug in, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree on that. I mean, obviously you have to, if 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 you know how to play and and you're you're uh you're natural with the instrument uh it's going to be easier to just pick up a guitar and start playing uh new riffs and, and jamming and and be original and creative um but obviously you see in the back there the amps they always have a big role in the sound in the playing i i think it influences the playing like you said before i i think that's you know, you know, when you pick up a certain guitar or another guitar, you're going to play differently. You're going to want to play 
uh, different styles of music, uh, different riffs. Uh, you know, sometimes the, the tremolo is floating. Sometimes there, there's no tremolo or the single chords or, you know, there's so many things that influences your playing. Um, yeah, I think the equipment is definitely a, a big part of, of that sound and, and you have to find the right equipment for you. Uh, and for me, it's always been, you know, the, the classic Marshalls and the, the greenbacks and a very, very, um, um, how would I say that? Uh, it's just a nostalgic kind of tone that nobody's doing these days. Yeah. And, 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 and a very, uh, simple approach to playing the guitar, you know, straight into the Marshall, uh, cranked all the way up. And there's, you know, I don't use any pedals, uh, very, very, uh, you know, the less pedals, the, the better for me, for, for my style of playing, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a real less is more approach. I mean, Josh, when it comes to the drums, I mean, you know, I've, I've commented on your YouTube videos and stuff. I mean, like the snare and everything. And, you know, you've just got that tone down pat. Right I mean, back there. <laughs> yeah. Talk a little bit about that because in Van Halen folklore, I mean, like that snare tone is kind of, I mean, it, it's, it's a big myth, but, you know, you've kind of nailed it, really. Yeah. yeah I, I just like, I just love like an organic drum sound where, like I love my toms to ring out because I just love like the expression that you get from like it's like a more musical note. Yeah. Like whenever I play on a kit that's like dead kind of thuddy sound, I'll play different. Like same thing with the guitars. Oh, it's depressing. It's that's like, why I love Def Leppard, the, the yeah. big cannonball snares. I mean, yeah, there's but a bunch you, of length. You just get, yeah, you just get like a more expressive sound and you can play it. Like I play a lot more musical when I'm on my kit. When I'm on someone else's kit, I'll tend to play like smaller sounding. Do you get like, nervous playing somebody else's kit? Like, could that be it? Or no, it's just it's like the the overall sound is like it's like smaller and tighter. Like the toms won't ring out as long, so you don't get to have as much like it's kind of like like Simon Phillips's toms. They're very like lively right. and big. Same with Alex. They're like you can hear the note kind of ring out. All the old they're not muted. Like, yeah, very musical sounding. Yeah. yeah, I think I think in this entire album, I didn't. I think I'm muted a bit of the bass drum with just like the towel on the batter head yeah but toms are open snares wide open and everything's just ringing out no tape no moon gels you left them wide open oh i actually used a tiny bit of tape on that solid snare on boring blitz right mm -hmm. no uh, that snare just rings like a firecracker <laughs> no no metallica saint anger snare for you <laughs> nah, none of none of that in this album <laughs> Clean sound. Uh, talk yeah. to me just quickly how this band got together and recorded because, you know, Jason's over here in Quebec. You're down in Australia. Uh, I mean, it's not like you just drive over on a Friday afternoon and jam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's we, like we did it in our home studios. Uh, uh, the entire album was was done uh, over many years uh, and we've done all apart from each other. So it was a very, very long process and a hard process. And uh, something to uh, note as well is that we did everything ourselves in our home studios. Uh, it's basically an independent album. That's what it is, really, because we, we did everything ourselves. The the uh, the recording, the the arrangements, you know, the, the producing and the mixing as well, which Josh did all the mixing uh so it's it was a lot of work a lot of work yeah yeah where does the experience of that come from i mean like is it the years of putting up and you know the blood sweat and tears of the youtube covers and you just say well you know what we're doing covers but why don't we just do originals like is that how this happened or yeah uh you know at some point when you're a musician you start to uh when you pick up the instrument you start 
you know, writing riffs and just just playing for the fun and jamming a lot. So uh, obviously, I have a lot of demos over the years. When I was 16 years old, I I started doing a like a ton of demos, which I have on my computer. And you know, there's a lot of songs on the album that comes from these demos, uh, which we uh, I rearranged and Josh did some lyrics for a bunch of songs, and that's how the songs uh, came together. Uh, a lot of these songs a and some some songs were created a little bit more recently, uh, you know, throughout the the creating process of of the album. Um, uh, as far as the mixing process, you know, it's something that we learned uh, the hard way on on top of doing it. Uh, so it was it was really a pain sometimes to because it's 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 a, a different world, you know, it's a completely uh, different thing than playing music there's a lot to learn a lot to you know frequencies and what to use uh hardware and and uh you know compression and eqs and all kinds of stuff that we put on there uh you know to to make the album sound great yeah. uh so it's it's a lot it was a it was a pain sometimes you know and and josh knows a lot about that stuff so he's, he, he can tell you more about that <laughs> yeah, yeah josh what, what was your journey to becoming you know a mixer in reality i mean was it like i i love the way these things sound and i want to try and recreate these sounds or like was there something in your like why did you want to get into that why not just outsource and hire somebody i've always been like I've, I first started in video. Like I was a kid, I was making like all the kind of effects videos and stuff, like special effects stuff. Um, and then I kind of just naturally getting into drums and music, I gravitated towards the sound more. And then I started doing the YouTube videos, and you get all the the people ragging on you about your bad of sound of your your dude. Like, the YouTube comments band. are why I do everything I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's the ultimate drive. Yeah, um, it's like, fuck yeah. you, you bald-headed fuck in the middle of nowhere. You're not doing anything with your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. And then, um, right, yeah, then you, you can tell to, I write all the comments to his chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but then, so I like, I think I bought a mixer and then I started just trying to figure out how to get, like, I never had like the top of the range stuff. So I was always having to try and experiment from like the ground up and try like mimic all these sounds that we hear on all our favorite albums and recordings and doing those covers. And then along the way, it's like I upgraded from using just like a little boss, I think a BR 600, which I think Jacob's got the, Oh yeah. You were originally using the 1600, I think. Yeah. I've been using that yeah. all of our covers and, and videos uh, up until like Yankee Rose or something when I, I got a different setup, but yeah, it was always yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was like using that and then, I wanted to get to multi-track recording, which is like, just like I needed more. Like I, I keep kind of clocking each like a the stereo thing, and then I have to move to multi-tracking because I just want more control. Yeah. Um, and then just wanting to like obviously all the covers we do, we always like take the challenge of trying to like replicate it down to a T. Right. And then just trying to copy those sounds, and then discovering like all the analog um, emulation. Mm -hmm. and all that stuff that was only recently in the last few years where we discovered like tape saturation two years ago or something uh yeah maybe a little yeah. bit uh, yeah you get one of those like uh one of those promo codes from waves at christmas time you're like oh i'll oh, download yeah. this kramer tape emulation <laughs> plugin yeah that that's the that was the exact one i remember being um <laughs> it's 2018 i was over in quebec i think it was probably like two in the morning or something and um my brother luke was like you should get one of these it was the exact same discount thing yeah. yeah, and you should try this. And I was like, ah, oh, it's probably a load of shit. 
Yeah, and me then, and your like, brother are always to... sending each other shit like that back and forth. Like, yo, check this out. Check out this plugin. Talk, yeah, talk so a little much. bit about that. I mean, growing up musically, I mean, your brother is no slouch when it comes to music. I mean, the guy's an incredible guitar player and a musician and just overall. I mean, in your house coming up and discovering your musicality, I'm, I'm sure having a brother that was capable and competent in playing music helped you as well, right? Oh, yeah. It's like like you, you kind of, the musicians you're with, you're always kind of pushing each other. I mean, some people don't click but like with jacob and like my brother and everything it's just like you're always pushing each other to do better and you want to like kind of it's, it's like a not not a competitive rivalry but it's always just like you're always kind of helping each other get better and like so you always be demanding some like the highest quality from the other person and then them the same with you um but yeah just like just always chasing all the sounds that we hear on our favorite albums and like the thing with the kramer tape and stuff I remember hearing it at first and like we we come from the digital pristine clean world yeah. up until then and then like hearing the Kramer tape I was like oh it kind of makes it sound a bit shit and then I turned it off and I was like wait a sec yeah. what's that and I turned it back on and then I was like oh I, I see what's going on yeah and, and then this we is just this, like, that little bit of glue yeah. that kind of that grit yeah and then just from there on we just kind of delved into the world of UAD and, yeah. um, <laughs> waves and sound toys and a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Shit's expensive. Yeah. It is. Um, it is. Right, yeah, let me yeah, ask you yeah. this, because you are known or you, you've you've made a name for yourself on YouTube doing the Van Halen covers and doing stuff like that. Now that you have your own album out, what do you have to do to get known for being Duraps rather than the Van Halen people or the Van Gogh? You know, how do you get people to come to you for your original music? Uh, I think... Just, you know, by listening to the music, by, by getting people to listen to the music and to see us live as well. You know, people will realize that uh, when they see us live, uh, you know, we have a vibe and a, a certain sound and a right. certain style, you know, as a band. And it's the same thing on the record. You know, there's a lot of, uh, like I said, influences that comes from a lot of bands, a lot of people, you know, like Toto, Michael Jackson, Earth, Wind and Fire, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you listen to the album, you know, there's songs like Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll, which is obviously influenced by Van Halen. Right. Uh, and then songs like On My Mind, which uh, is, you know, clean kind of jazzy uh, guitar chords. Uh, it's it's very different to the rest of the album, but it works because it has a certain style and sound, which is uh, consistent throughout the songs. Because as a band, we have a certain style and sound. I think live, uh, it shows a lot as well when we play live. You know, it's very raw and organic and 70s sounding. Uh, I, I think very loud. Like, yeah. Very loud. <laughs> it's very loud for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're like loud. Frank Marshall. It's, it's very classic. It's the way the way they used to do it in the 70s. And I think it's a bit of a lost art. Uh, but you know that's that's why people they like what we do so much you know we we go into bars and do some some gigs here uh locally and and uh there's a lot of young people who don't know about this stuff which you know they are at the bar they're having fun and everything and this they discover us they hear what's going on there and they're like holy shit that's amazing you know they they they're tripping they go wild but they've never heard stuff like that because you know they're young and they they just never heard oh, because it. they're used to you know they're, they're used to yeet on tiktok and uh, <laughs> uh exactly yeah you know it's not because they don't like it it's because they didn't hear it before uh that's right. always the case 
Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you're ripping some fucking Van Halen on stage at like some bar in the middle of nowhere, Quebec. And the kids are like, what is this? Yeah. Oh, and they, but, they go wild. You know, they, they, all the, the videos that you see, like the, the songs, the first single we release, yeah. the entire video was uh, filmed at one of our shows. And, and you can, you can see the people are going like way wild. It's, it no, dude, crazy. they're super into it. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They go wild, man. They, they they're drunk and they're 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 dancing and partying like hell, and that's the way people used to do it back then. So yeah. that's what we love, and that's what we want to, uh, uh, you know, show to the people to to give everyone out there. You know? Cutting your teeth on the live scene, performing with the band, did that help your songwriting in the sense? You know, we need to play songs that people are gonna be able to groove to live. Like, did the, did the live show come into play when you were writing these songs? Oh, absolutely. Ask, ask Josh, you know, he, he about sex, drugs and rock and roll. He, he wrote that song about a show that we were going to do before mm. we did it. And that's exactly what happened in the show. You know, that, that was the, 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 the show that you see on the video on the official video. Yeah. He wrote all the lyrics and, and, and oh, wow. you know, about, about that. And that was, you know, it, it influences a lot. And, and as well, you know, coming from the Van Halen world as well, um, Van Halen, they, they basically grew up playing backyard shows, uh, parties for people. So the music yeah. reflects that. And, you know, coming from that, uh, that world with all the influences, it's, it's very natural for us to write that kind of music. And, and as well, music for us was, for me, it's, I, it was always for the fun, you know, it was always for the fun. The first day I picked up the guitar member, you know, I was hooked, instantly hooked and obsessed with this instrument and the sound and everything. And it was always for the fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Van Halen covers that you've done are mostly David Lee Roth, or in fact, are all David Lee Roth era. Is there a reason why you stay away from the Sammy Hager era? Is it just too good and you just can't do it? Well, they did a we cover did. of they did a yeah, badass did, uh, cover of Dreams, which is phenomenal. Yeah. I think it's the best but, cover of the song ever. But, but they stayed that, they stayed away from Sammy. I'm I'm, trying, I'm curious as to why. No, we did um we did fifty one fifty. Yeah, oh, I did. Yeah, I didn't see these ones. All right, aftershock as well. Aftershock, yeah. Yeah, we did that as yeah. well. No, uh, we're, uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I missed them. All right, I gotta I gotta I gotta find them. So <laughs> yeah, you can check them out. Yeah, I think you're gonna dig that. Um. um but, we're, In terms of live shows, since we're talking live shows, when do we see you uh, out on the road, and, and how difficult is it going to be given the distance between you two? And, and are there any plans to open for, you know, whatever uh, Scorpions or this? I mean, are, is there any sort of big name tours on the horizon? Uh, we're looking into it right now. So uh, my manager is planning a tour on in Europe uh, in about uh, fall, uh, so after the summer. Uh, so we're looking into it and Japan as well. Uh, you know, Japan, they really love our stuff and we're looking forward to a tour over there. So we're all yeah, planning. You guys were like number three on the rock chart over there, like on Amazon or something, right? You were on yeah, the exactly. same threshold as Def Leppard and like all the other bands. Exactly. Like Right next to Def Leppard. It's really crazy. The response that we had from mm -hmm. the record, actually, you know, people really love that. And uh, it's, it's, it's an honor for us. Uh, it was such a, a lot of work and and a long time to before releasing this album and finally man finally people can hear it and we're overwhelmed with the great response from everyone like honestly it's been amazing 
So now gear-wise, when you go on the road, are you going to take out the big amp and the, the pedal oh, board, yeah, the whole thing? Absolutely. You know, we, You're we not going to cheat that. and drag a fractal out with you? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> never. never. That's really not my style, man. Like, absolutely not. Josh is going to roll up with the Simmons pads. <laughs> I think I've seen – I think we did one show over the last few years that I think you used – I think you used a – flanger or phaser or something i think you had the phaser but the only reason you had it was because you needed to extend your lead to reach the catwalk oh uh, right right yeah 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 <laughs> I remember that that was the the festival uh in that relev uh, is it the relev yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. that's i think that's the only time we've ever done a show where you've used a pedal yeah the other times <laughs> straight in. i don't know because you needed the extension wow so you're playing totally totally straight into them like no phaser no delays like no nothing Straight in. Uh, there's, I, I just don't like the way that when when you put more stuff in between and and uh, longer cables, you you start to lose sound. You start to lose a little bit of uh, of punch and aggression and a little bit of gain, and the highs start to uh, uh, roll off as well. So you start losing a lot of sound, and I, I just don't like that. I like the pure sound, just the amp and the speakers and the guitar and straight in it's very punchy and aggressive and i just love that ah, what a tone snob get some delay in there come on <laughs> yeah you know we have a little bit of reverb on, on, on the on the, so. the bar the yeah. bar's walls only do so much for your tone i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly oh, well cool. look um giraffe's brand new record available now wherever you get your music uh, are you guys doing physical copies of it you guys doing the vinyl and everything or is it just like exclusively digital absolutely vinyl cds you know i've got the vinyl right here actually look at oh, that cool look at this beauty oh. isn't it amazing and it's perfect because it's a black cover so you can sign it in a, a silver sharpie yeah exactly i've got my sharpie as well so yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm super uh, i'm super proud of that you know we're happy to have uh, physical copies it's so great all around the world as well uh, yeah. I, I saw the japanese copies as well uh, and they're available on Amazon, and they're fantastic. They come with a jewel case, and and you know they have the Japanese writing on it. It's very cool. Nice. And the good thing about touring in Europe is that Josh doesn't have to do the twenty-seven hour flight. It's kind of like a halfway meeting point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Long, exactly. Yeah, it's usually longer than twenty-seven. It's like I remember one time it was like three days of traveling. Oh God! <laughs> and Europe's the kind of a little bit halfway. Yeah. yeah, and the tickets have, have gone up. Like they're they're they, oh, they have yeah. the price right now so it's pretty crazy I, i'm yeah. sensing a little bit of resentment on josh's party it's like god when is jacob going to come to australia instead of me having to come all the way to quebec every time <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i think i think the best thing for us is both to yeet both out of our countries and head to europe or japan i reckon but is it amazing uh, how the internet brought you guys together i mean it was just an instant musical marriage when you think of it there's no way you guys would have met in any other circumstance if it wasn't for the internet yeah it's really crazy i think it was meant to be like honestly it was it's really crazy the way that we met uh over the internet and then and then i remember our, our the first day that we we actually met in person you know uh another Big kiss on the that lips they was meant to be you know oh, yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah we fell in love right away you know? <laughs> we, we we took a trip to the airport toilets hey hey now there you go <laughs> the, <laughs> the breastfeeding room love love at first sight <laughs> yeah exactly no, we, we went to see Toto and, and we got up on stage with them. And that was the first time that we actually played together. We, we played Rosanna with the actual band, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, <laughs> what, a, pretty what nice. an introduction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, just, you know, it's just pretty crazy. Yeah.
Well, this is amazing. Um, yeah. I think this record's going to do great. Uh, the Van Halen fandom's already all about it. I'm all about it. I've been telling everybody about it, which is always, you know, you got to have the support in the backyard, right, before you go yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, um, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Deraps, pick up the new album wherever you get your music. Download it, stream it, do what you got to do. Go catch them on the road and uh, just support the guys. Good, uh, good Canadian kid making some good old fashioned rock and roll down from under the thunder from down under over there. Josh hitting the skins. I mean, you know what more do you want? Uh, thanks a lot for coming back on the show. We'll come. We'll do this again. We'll talk a little bit more gear and uh, all of that stuff. Absolutely. Thank yeah, you so much. Awesome. It, it was great. An all new episode of the Mitchell Fine and Jeremy White Show Tuesday at noon. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews, bonus content, and episodes on demand now. Visit youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're verified. At Mitch LaFon and at Jeremy White MTL.